I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Julio, in the spirit of Christmas, why don't you bring us into this new episode of Oops! The Podcast? What does that mean? Is this cha- like I'm a charity case? Julio fucking... You know, I just I just realized <laughs> that I always bring us in, and I want you to bring us in to the new year. All right, folks. Well, what's going on, everybody? This is Oops! The Podcast. Just doing exactly how Francis does it. What's up, everybody? This is, you're keeping all this in, by the way. All right. What's up, everybody? It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio Gallarati, and he is... Francis L.S. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, that, that, now that you do it, I realize that's weird that I just like end the sentence. I think I got that from my from Willie Colon at Barstool. That's how he used to do that. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's fun. I but good it. intro. That was better. Right, thanks, I think we so. should go with you from now on. <laughs> Sorry. Chris keeps interrupting, but he's not on the mic, so it's just like nobody knows why we're... we're yeah. This is probably going to come out Christmas Eve, so it's not Christmas yet. Yeah, well... Just letting you know. You know, shades of gray. It's all right. It's the whole... It's People the understand yeah, I'll go, I'll what go we're going myself, for. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, whatever fucking holiday you're celebrating, congratulations. Yeah, really For great. making it to the end of another year. And we try not to be a... Deno- we're, we're a non-denominational podcast. However, <laughs> however, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. You're in your Christmas suit. I love Christmas more than almost probably any holiday out there. It really is, to me, the most festive. It's a good one. The most fun holiday. Uh, And I imagine, Julio, being Italian, and by extension... Here we go with the Italian thing again. Well, Italians are very religious. We're not really... Well, my family isn't. They are the most religious of all the countries. That is debatable. Right. Saudi Arabia is more religious, <laughs> but it's different. Pound for pound. Yeah. Well, pound. but fair enough. The Vatican's in Italy. Sure Italians is. tend to be pretty Catholic still. They really are. Despite everything. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. Do you, did your family really rally behind the cause of Christmas? We did, for sure. From a family perspective, you know, everybody comes together and presents and then big Christmas Eve situation, big Christmas Day situation, uh, big well, meals. Well, you're glossing over a lot of stuff. Right, Walk well, us know. through your Christmas Day. Okay, well, as an adult now, it's a slightly different. But through my childhood, it was very consistently similar. We'd go to Maplewood, New Jersey. Ew. Hey, hey, take it easy, all right? It happens to be a great town. Is it? Okay. Maplewood, New Jersey. Um, your fucking agent probably lives there. It's where like all the agent industry lives now. Apparently. Okay. Uh-huh. But that, this is, that's now anyway. So very nice town. I believe Jessica Kirsten is from around there. A lot of famous people are from that area. The nice. Fugees. Mm. You know? Wow. Uh, Listen to these A-listers. <laughs> just ticking them off. All right. Whatever. So it's not like I'm from there. So anyway, we'd go there every year. Um, my Zia Gita and her husband, my uncle Tony. Now Zia Gita is a, is a, is an Italian term for a uh, butler or <laughs> no, it's short for margarita. Why? It sounds like it's longer Zia than margarita. Zia means your aunt. Uh huh. And Gita is short for margarita. Oh, it's not just one word. Your aunt Gita. Correct. Ah, see, I wouldn't have put that together. I thought Zia Gita was like, you know, my nunia. No, a hundred percent, man. And this, you know, this is, 
hundred years ago, you know, your grandparents would have been spitting in the face of my grandparents. For sure would have. Sure would have. Dirty Probably Italians. Thick lugs. For being dirty Italians, and now I'm just considered a straight yeah, white man. I, bet I don't eat, think that's fair, dude. They they would eat pretzels beforehand to make sure it was nice and crumbly, loogie. I should be considered diversity as well. <laughs> that fucking loogie bullshit. Yeah, right. Whatever. All right. Anyway, I'm no more complaining. Um, but uh, we'd go there. We'd have a big dinner. She would usually make a bunch of these fried shrimp and uh, pasta and all this shit. The, Chris is making the thing about the fishes. We never actually did that. Feast of the Seven Fishes. What we is We didn't that? formally do that, but we would have seaweed salad, which usually has a bunch of different kind of fish in it. So maybe we were kind of like unconsciously covering it. But it's some Italian thing that, I don't, that we don't do. Where the tradition is you're supposed to have seven fishes. The Christmas Feast of the Seven Fishes. I've heard about that. There's also a movie out right now called Feasts of the Seven Fishes. It's a very small art house flick, but it stars our dear friend, Andrew Schultz. Oh, does it? Yeah. Good for him. He's having a moment. He's having a moment. He just announced that he's going to have a special coming out on a new platform, and he's being very coy and close to the chest with it. Well, regardless, <laughs> Schultz, uh, yeah, good for Schultz. He's crushing it. Yeah. Fucking, and he's just a good dude. He looks, yeah. out, he looks out for everybody. God bless him. Anyway, uh, so then the next day we do a shit ton of present situation. As a kid, my dad would like, he was great. He loved Christmas. Um, he would always hide our best gift and do like a treasure hunt. Cool. And then the other, like our relatives would get annoyed that he was doing that. So then they would always give him shit. But uh, I think maybe they just like wish that they Wait, we were, Why? Why? We why did they not like that? <laughs> I don't know. Because they were annoyed that like he would carry on so much about our Christmas and shit. They thought like we were little brats, but I don't feel like I was a brat. I feel like I was appreciative. Um, and it's not like I come from some like wealthy upbringing. Like my parents come from working families, you know, they're not, I'm not some like privileged kid like you. Well, hold on a second <laughs> before we make it personal, uh, before we go there. So, so why did your, uh, relatives want to, what, what were they all just Grinches? I mean, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I actually don't get it either. It became like, the fun thing for them to uh, like bust uh, bust my father's balls for like leaning into the spirit of Christmas. Oh, which you're right though. Yeah, it's very bah humbugish. I, I like your dad for doing that. I don't know how I feel about your relatives for trying to just shun him. I I picture them sitting on the porch and like winter coats smoking cigarettes as the kids <laughs> rifle around the yard looking for their presents and being like hey, they go again you know <laughs> these damn kids not knowing what they got already is that is that you, it you know you're not that far off i mean it's definitely overly dramatic but yeah no i guess you're right like hearing myself say it but whatever i mean my dad asks for it sometimes too like he, the family tends to bust his balls about shit Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was really nice usually. And we'd stay up, we'd stay down there for a few days, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I could never sleep the night before. Yes. And I would get sick. Oh. Because I, I wasn't sleeping because I was too excited. You would get sick with excitement. Mm -hmm. No, well, I, I think it was because of sleep deprivation. Jeez. How many nights in a row did you not sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would lose sleep on the night on Christmas Eve, but it, I didn't get sick from it. <laughs> what What was your Christmas like? Boy, oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I Our Christmas was truly special. Truly special. The, I think probably the greatest gift we ever received was when we were still living in New Jersey ourselves. Back when I, I grew up in uh, Atlantic Highlands. I say grew up. I, I lived there until I was four. 
and then we moved to Maine, which was a, a huge improvement. I'd like to hear the whole story of that at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll but get into that we'll get another into that. time. But we lived in Maine. Both my parents are from New Jersey, and we moved to Maine when I was four. But when I was three, we lived in a town called Atlantic Highlands, and we had this house, and my parents made us, uh, the kids wait upstairs as they set everything up downstairs. We didn't know what for. We were chomping oh, at yeah. the bit to get down there. And then we came down and we, we saw a little brown bundle of joy wearing a red bow on four legs come running at us. Oh, wow. And it was Waggy. Wow. Our puppy Waggy. What kind of dog was Waggy? Yellow Lab. Wow. But she had kind of chestnut coloring. It was interesting. Ah. It was a very mahogany lab. Now, Waggy would turn out to be the most matriarchal, <laughs> you know, women in business dog. Uh, this <laughs> puppy could have run Yahoo. Uh, she would have been on Forbes. I've never met a dog that was such a strong, independent woman in my life. I never have. I mean, she was filing sexual harassment claims. She was outing the Weinsteins of the world. She was a crusader. A crusader. Waggy was Waggy. such a brilliant figurehead of our of our family that we actually bred her with uh, two other dogs to get litters of puppies. And I watched the sex happen. And Waggy was on top both times. Wow. You've never seen a dog on top, have you? No. Wow. No, she knew what she wanted. Power top. Yeah. It wasn't normal dog sex, which is, as Louis C.K. has said, just rape. All dog <laughs> sex, all animal sex is just rape. So, no, Waggy, Waggy had two litters of puppies. Uh, from the first litter, we kept one dog named Sparkle. That was my dog, Sparkle. Uh, and then we ended up having two more dogs after that, uh, Gypsy and Bruiser. Uh, and and Chris is making some kind of tinsel town over there. Just open your. What do you got there? A sandwich. It looks like it's just the wrap. There's nothing in it. Turkey. Turkey. Good for you. All right. Good job. Glad. Glad. <laughs> Chris mom. Chris's mom packed his lunch for him. Made this morning, huh? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Back to Waggy. So Waggy was our best gift ever. She. That was the start of dogs in our family. We got her when How we were three. Were three. I was three. My okay. sister was five. That night around the Christmas dinner table, we each submitted three names, suggestions for what we wanted the dog to be named. And keep in mind, this was a female dog who would go on to become the Hillary Clinton of dogs. And she, uh, my three suggestions for our female dog were Buster, Cowboy, and David. <laughs> Those are the three names I came up with. David. And, and and my parents were like, those are good, Fran. But look, look at what my, sis, what my sister Lyndon had come up with, uh, Waggy, right? Waggy's and they were like, don't you think that's fun? And I was like, I started crying because oh, wow. I wanted Buster and Cowboy or David so badly. And we went with Waggy, of course, you know, <laughs> pissing me off, setting the tone for everyone to just ignore me for the next 10 years. And uh, turned out, great name, Waggy Wagged Her Tail, uh, ep eponymously, constantly. Eponymously means like named for the thing that it does, right? Um, I did not know that. Or, or named, you know, let's think, uh, Seinfeld is an eponymous show, right? 
Why? Named after the main character. Gotcha. Yeah. So Waggy was doing what she was named after. Yeah. So maybe maybe eponymous is eponym not even the right. Eponymous. It's close. Yeah. E p o n y m o u s. Who fucking cares? Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor." And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So um, that was Waggy. That was, and then we then when we moved to Maine, Christmases really got better. So can I ask you a question? Was yeah. Waggy influential in the decision to move to Maine? Did she put her foot down and say, "I need more space"? She did. She <laughs> definitely did. She said, "I'm an outdoor dog. Uh, I need to roam. I need to learn." And here in New Jersey, I feel very uh, fenced in. Right. Waggy it was was influential in yeah. the backyard lobby. I mean, dude, she was sketching out blueprints for tech companies in, you know, her four by four cage crate that, you know, she needed life size models. Uh, and only could we find that in Maine. So off we went to Maine. And um, once we got to Maine, Christmas is really took a turn. I mean, Maine is the pine tree state. So just guaranteed white Christmas. Yes. Yeah, for for the first like 15 years that we lived in Maine because back then global warming hadn't reared its ugly melting head quite so often. <laughs> so we we I mean we had blanketed incubating white christmases for at least 15 straight years. And is it true that school never gets snowed out in places like that? We, we had tons of tons of snow days. Oh, really? Oh my god. Oh, interesting. And we would we would we would turn on the local news and watch as the ticker scrolled the names oh, yeah. of the no, schools that had been canceled that day. And then the best were the snow days where it would really snow a ton in the morning and then stop. And then by midday, it was oh, yeah. like You're totally fine. fine. So you could have your friends come over and then you just go sledding. All oh, day. that's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's very dope. So I remember from the age of like five on, we would go out and cut down our own Christmas trees from our property. No way. And we would drag them back. That's cool. And the one crazy story is that this happened probably when I was 20 or 21. We had a long driveway through the woods and uh, we had a John Deere tractor that we would use to plow the driveway. And oftentimes, my dad, I would beg him to let us tie a bunch of sleds up to the back plow while he drove the tractor in fourth gear and pull us as if we were water skiing down the snow-covered driveway Lovely. at full speed. Lovely. Now, I had a friend who was the son of a personal injury attorney, and he would always sit out. <laughs> Because he knew that he given that we could not steer these sleds, there was a general rule of thumb, which was if you're heading for a tree, bail. 
<laughs> but sometimes you you know i had some dumb friends who just didn't understand that and they were like no i'm gonna miss it and we, right. we, we lost a few of my friends um 800 yeah exactly exactly that guy so he never joined and then we were always worried that he was going to be the one to call his dad and be like dad i've got a new case oh yeah it's our buddy john he's a snitch dude then sue my parents Anyway, uh, I took the tractor one year up to not, not, I took it off our property and down the road to this meadow. It was like a field that belonged to the local sewer district, (laughs) the treatment facility. And behind the field were a few thin trees and then their big, you know, sewage sewage plant, which was pretty ugly. So as a way of, uh, uh, making the the road into our neighborhood more aesthetically pleasing, they planted a row of nice pine trees, and by that year they had grown to a pretty significant size. And I saw those, and we I was struggling to find a Christmas tree for the family that year, and I refused to go to a, a Christmas tree farm. Right, it's like going to a a puppy farm. You want you want to rescue you want to rescue a, a tree that needs love. Like Charlie Brown. I would argue it's the complete opposite. I would argue instead of getting a puppy from a puppy farm, it's like going into the forest and capturing a wolf. Oh, that's that is a better metaphor. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. What we did was more inhumane, (laughs) and and definitely actually worse. (laughs) You're taking a something that takes carbon out of the atmosphere and actually helps global warming. You're killing it for five days of pleasure. Point is, I saw this row of perfect, shapely, symmetrical trees that the sewer district had planted, and I took the John Deere tractor right up to the base of one. I lifted the bucket up to about mid-height. I took out my hacksaw, and I sawed off the top half of one of these trees, and then used that, dragged it home, and showed up to the family. And I was like, look what I found. They were like, oh my God. Where did you find this perfect Christmas tree? Because all the trees on our property were like scraggly because they didn't get much light and all this shit. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I got it from the sewer district, which I I think I'm assuming those trees were paid for with government money. Right. And they were very mad at me. Oh, really? You were your parents? parents. And they had to call the sewer district and, you know, the the local town ordinance and say, hey, our, our idiot son who just happens to be a junior at Harvard, (laughs) cut down one of the trees that you guys planted. And then they were like, oh, it's okay, don't worry. And since then, now when you drive down our our street, every time you look at that tree, you see five that are, or four that are beautifully growing, and then there's one that's just fucking stumpy and flat at the top and does not grow anymore. So... That sounds like a nice small town thing, though. That reminds me. You ever see What's Eating Gilbert Grape? That movie. I know who wrote it, though. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. I know the writer, though. There's a thing. Leonardo DiCaprio plays sort of like a mentally handicapped child, which would not be. I feel like that wouldn't be okay. You know, you have to. You have to get a tr- actual mentally handicapped person to play that part. Now. Right. Right. But whatever. So I th- he still did a great job. But he he keeps climbing the water tower. And then the town has to come rescue him. And then they're like, we're so sorry. And then they're like, ah, it's okay. Huh? Like he's committing a crime, but because it's a small town, everybody knows each other. They'll let you off, which is what you were doing, defacing property 
Yes. Like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. He yeah. didn't know. Ah, oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Except my parents used the exact opposite defense. They didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, our son's." They're like, he's too smart for this. <laughs> Said he should know better. Uh, we're paying for his education. So, um, <laughs> dude, here's a question: Church mm. on Christmas Eve? No, but I have family members who do that, and there have been times where we went. And my parents actually brought us to different kinds of churches. So huh. I'm baptized, but my parents are not into the Catholic church at all. My dad kind of like had a bad experience in Catholic school as a kid. Oh, Christ. Yeah. I know. What do you want to enumerate on that? I think, I mean, all I know is that anytime I suggested that I wanted to go to the neighboring Catholic school, he would go, there's no fucking way. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So I'm anyway, sorry for your dad. Yeah. No. So I think they had bad experiences with the brothers and nuns at their Catholic schools or whatever. So uh, then we went to like an Episcopal church and then we went to a Protestant church. So we would just go to all these churches, but then it would eventually get weird. Like my friend's dads would be like watching me play baseball next to my dad and be like, wow, that Julia was a great kid. We really need to get him more involved in the house of the Lord. And my parents would be like, okay, that's it. <laughs> you know, I like that. I like yeah, that. So I appreciate that about that. Yeah. Your parents kept you secular. Yeah. Um, we, we were given more of a choice too. Uh, and I think we went to, we went to an Episcopal church for, I don't know, four or five years or something, you know, occasionally on, on Sundays when, when we didn't have like a soccer game. And I just, I remember being so bored. But on Christmas Eve, it was actually a very nice service. Right, right, right. It was. It wasn't a Catholic mass service where they guilt you because you've not gone every other day of the year. And so now they're like, well, it's, you know, the priest doesn't say like, wow, interesting to see the pews full for tonight. You know, like, wow, where were you last week? It's like, chill out, buddy. You yeah, know, we just want to sing Silent Night and hold the candle. And that's what we did at our at our Protestant church, uh, Episcopal church. It was it was really quite nice. It was just the local neighborhood coming to the church and singing songs. Some little kid would go up and do a passage that always started with and. You know, oh, yeah. and then the wise men came to Bethlehem and you were like, wait, wait, you're not starting at the beginning. That's a fragment, bitch. Time's, time constraints. Go back. Start mid paragraph yeah. two. Are you, you just, you can't just pick it up from there. That's really It funny. always started with and, yeah. and then, uh, and then we would all shake hands with our neighbors afterwards. And, uh, and now, and I, so now we, we, we always debate every year. It's always a game time decision. Are we going to go? Are we not going to go? And. The last couple of years, we haven't gone. But my girlfriend is coming up to Maine for Christmas this year. That's nice. To do it with our family. And she Significant. is... Significant. I guess... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, she, she's not Jewish, is she? No. No. Will your parents be okay with you dating a Jew? Dude, I've almost exclusively dated Jews. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's been weird. Right, 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 right. M the majority of women that I've dated in New York City have been Jewish. Well, you know, makes sense, I guess. Does it? I mean, there's just a lot of Jews here, dude. I think it's that I'm attracted to like dark haired women. That could be it. And, I am and too. My for whatever Jewish. reason, yeah, for whatever reason, like, I'm not saying all dark haired women are Jewish or that all Jews have saying. dark hair, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying for whatever reason, I've just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I end up finding out on the second date that they're Jewish right. and, and, then, and then we're off and running, you know? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how when I say, Jews, it just sounds jarring, even though I haven't said anything wrong. Dude, it's worse when I saying, do it. Saying, look at my, <laughs> look at me. 
But dude, just the act of saying Mexicans or Jews, people are acting like you just said something derogatory. Yeah. But you're like, that's what they're called. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Italian. Yep. Italians, Mexicans, Jews, they're things. Do you have a Christmas movie <laughs> that you like? I watch It's a Wonderful Life every oh, Christmas Eve. I ain't never getting married. Yeah. Now, Mary, listen to me. Now you listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to do big things. I'm going to travel the continent. Okay, Mary? Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. It's amazing how they... Oh. Like, they all... It's crazy how they used to talk, man. It is pretty dated, but there is also a timelessness to the movie. I remember we had a play at my church. We like, recreated the... Whatever. Yeah, of course. Christ being born. The nativity, nativity scene. But the, 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 the Christmas pageant right. is what that was called, right? I was cast as a shepherd, and I remember my brother was cast as a sheep. And I just think it was... Oh, <laughs> I just think it's... That's a step down. Yeah. And also, you know, there's something weird about that. There's something incestuous about that, because I know that shepherds and sheep have a long history they of... They do. Having relations, and yeah. I feel in retrospect that that was inappropriate. To Do catch. they have like relations? I believe that goats and sheep are are uh, banged out by their shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that can't be right. I'm fairly certain. Where that's are you getting that from? It's a thing, dude. No, no, it's not. It's a thing. Peep, herders are known to have romantic relationships with their livestock <laughs> <laughs> for ages and ages. It's one of the oldest you things know in the book. how hard it is to trap a goat for sex? Apparently not that hard, they dude. They scurry. They scurry. Goats are very mountainous. They've got great change of direction. They can scrabble over rock. How are you going to catch a goat to hold down and fuck it? Uh, by tying it to a fucking yeah. tree, dude. Yeah, That's maybe how. that would be the way. <laughs> Take notes, goat fuckers. That is an insult, right? In a lot of the Middle Eastern world, Dude, goat fucker. You fuck your goat. My Lebanese friends, like half of their jokes end in the person was having sex with a goat. So that has to come from something. There you go. Unbelievable. He always, he'll be like, a good goat will do that. Oh, shit. A good goat will do that. So I hate to get graphic, but it must be anal sex they're having, right? Anal goat sex? I mean, you know, goats have vaginas too, man. Do they have goat vaginas? I believe oh, so. Good Lord. Uh, so anyway, I thought it was weird that they cast my brother as a Your sheep. mind immediately went there at that age? No, actually, I just realized that as I was retelling the story. Okay, okay. They cast my brother and I as lovers. That is bizarre. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I remember, I think I did one Christmas pageant before thinking, you know, I need more lines. <laughs> this, 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 they're not, they're underutilizing my talent. I won't I won't be a, a tertiary player in this bullshit theater that they're creating. <laughs> so, okay. That's Christmas Eve. We always have a fondue. Do you guys have a big meal, a specific Christmas Eve meal? You mentioned you mentioned Yeah, that some stuff. Yeah. yeah, what about you guys? What's Yeah, the... we do a cheese fondue. Oh, that's nice. Which is great. It's very communal. You skewer, you know, your bits of bread and you dip them in this big pot in the middle with everybody. And you guys are sort of like francophiles, right? Yeah. You do French shit? Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know, whether whether we want to or not, it, I I wouldn't say we're I we're thrilled to be emulating the French culture, but that just is something that's part of our family. So you guys eat like foie gras and stuff? I don't. No, we never serve that at home. Okay. My dad likes it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I can't stand it. I also think that's just knowing how it's made. It's it's dude, like very inhumane. They blast cornmeal down the throats of geese, yeah. and ducks. Yeah, man. To me, it's and this, I don't know what your dad's like, but when I hear that of that on a menu, I just picture fat old people who think they're better than people. 
It's fat old people food. Swag gras. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you, th- I were picturing that that's how it's made. Oh, no. Just fat old people getting fatter and fatter until <laughs> they look like the goose. Yeah, no, they just like don't, whatever. But okay, yeah. so, but a fondue sounds delicious. We do a fondue. Now, here's, here's really the big part, right? Growing up, we would do stockings in the morning. Oh, that's how it's too. So we've got these big, big, long stockings. And my mom and dad would pack those things until they were bursting like an ill-fitting condom. <laughs> and, and they would be full. Full of candies and batteries and socks. At the end, there was always an orange. Ah, very nice. Mom would always put an Some orange citrus. as the paperweight at the bottom of the stocking. A traditional treat. Yeah. So we would race down from our beds and we would sit on the couch and everyone would come in at six in the morning. My parents bleary eyed from having spent at least a few hours at night making sure everything was ready to go. Not to mention, we firmly believed in Santa until, I don't know, I was at least eight or nine or something. So there was a huge charade that needed to be upheld. Oh, right. We leaving would him cookies bake and a carrots. plate of cookies and leave the cookies out with a note and say, thank you for coming, Santa. And then my mom or my dad, usually my mom, would somehow dispose of the cookies. Couldn't just throw them in the trash can because right. then they'd know. And then write a note back and say, boy, I got so full. Thank you from the cookies. I had to give a few of the last ones to Rudolph. What do you got, Chris? Do you guys remember when you found out Santa wasn't real? Do you have any oh, good stories? Good I don't remember specifically. Gee, do. you do? Yeah. I asked for a video game. It was called World Heroes. It was a Sega Genesis game. It's sort of like a Street Fighter situation where you know you fight each other or whatever. And I got the game in a Funko Land box, which was a used video game store in Wethersfield, Connecticut, I believe. It might have also been on the Berlin Turnpike. I forget. Um, but I knew that there was no fucking shot that Santa was shopping at Funko Land in Weathersfield. <laughs> and that's how I figured it out. <laughs> I must have been 11. So I found out kind of late. So you really, you really did it yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. You, you, the wool it. was pulled off of your eyes due to a packaging error. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a little, I was getting on too old to be believing in it. So, you know, it was bound to happen. Yeah. I was bound to I don't remember what age. I do remember hearing rumblings at my school of, <laughs> yo, you know Santa's not real, right? And me being like, what? Dude, that's so The funny. fuck are you talking about? And the problem was, at my school, the way it went was, you know, they did first and second graders were together. And then third, fourth, and fifth graders were together. Oh, interesting. And I think... By the time you got to third grade, you were still pretty believing of the story. But the fifth graders, those fucking, you know, out there shooting meth, (laughs) smoking cigs and dropping out of class. They were so anti, anti everything. And they were the ones who would just come down and ruin lives. Tell the little third graders, Santa's not real. The tooth fairy's not real. What? Right. You know, Dude, no, totally. And honestly, I think that there is some direct correlation between the age that you start telling people Santa isn't real and the age with, with which you start ruining your life by doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids who told you that Santa wasn't real are the same kids who fucked their lives up by doing too many drugs. Totally. That's a really fair point. Because <laughs> Santa provided, and the story provided such a high 
That, was that once that is gone, what's next? 100%. Where do you go from there? It's like the way they talk about how marijuana is a gateway drug. You know, right. Santa was a gateway story. <laughs> in the opposite way. Yeah. Right? Gateway story. If you then, if you stop believing in Santa, it is then a gateway. Yeah. Once Santa's. Once, to the, the unrighteous path. Once you become disenchanted with Santa, you say to yourself, what else do I have? And then someone's like, yo, try this. It'll help ease the pain. <laughs> Oxycodone. Dude, I. All right. So I. We were talking about movies before. I think, and this is very basic of me, but my movie is definitely Home Alone. Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite parts of it, which I think maybe most people would agree with, is the Angels with Filthy Souls series. You know what I'm talking about? Um, that movie he's watching where he's like, leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's so good. The pizza guy. The pizza guy moment. And then again in the, in the sequel, in the hotel, you've been smooching with everybody. And I love how the guy has like a very thick Chicago accent. <laughs> Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. You've been smooching with everybody, baby. Or whatever. I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to give you, what does it say? Count of three. Get your ugly, yeah. yellow, no good keister off my property. Yeah. <laughs> Before I pump your guts full of lead. <laughs> that shit's great, dude. That is really good. But you said it was Filthy Angels? It's called Angels with Filthy Souls. What is what the name of the actual movie? It's he's not. Watching? It's not a real movie. They made it just for Home Alone, oh. but it is supposedly called Angels with Filthy Souls, and it's some like gangster film noir spoof. That's funny, and you know what's funny too is that uh, I would bet that the guy who did that line, even though it's like one line or two lines in the whole movie, would forever be able to tell that he the story that he was that guy, and get oh, yeah. so much respect from it. Because everybody knows that scene. Absolutely. It's iconic. Yeah. So that's that's Christmas, folks. And uh, we hope that you guys have a good one out there. Uh, enjoy yourselves. You Say do. hi to your kids. Make sure you finish wrapping the presents while they're still asleep. Do not <laughs> let them see you carrying out Santa's work. Yeah, no. And also, uh, make sure you tell your relatives about your favorite podcast. Yeah, that's right. Give us a nice little Christmas present back. Yep, this was a, a, a special Christmas episode of Oops! The Podcast. As always, Merry Christmas, folks.